new family practices, celebration. Zephaniah 3.17 The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you, and in his love he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. Luke 15.23-24 But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring the fattened calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate, for this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. When the younger prodigal son squandered all of his inheritance in a far-off country and found himself eating with the pigs, he decided to return to his father. Filled with shame and guilt and regret, he tried to hire himself out to his father to work as a hired hand hoping that perhaps he might have some crumbs to eat with the wages he would receive. But instead, his father threw him an extravagant party, honoring him and inviting the whole household to celebrate. We need more fathers like that. And we need more churches like that. We celebrate what brings us joy. Because our joy is based on God, who he is and what he is doing and what he has promised to do, because of that, We should celebrate deeply and often. Joy has always been at the very heart of the triune God. As C.S. Lewis wrote, joy is the serious business of heaven. We need more joy in our world, more wonder, more awe, more marveling. And the people of God, they should be the bringer of these things, the joy bringers, the party people. I mean, how can we not be? Look at all we have to celebrate. Look at who we are invited to celebrate. Joy and celebration don't arise out of pretending everything is happy and wonderful all the time. Not at all. True joy and true celebration arise from seeing the world as it is in all its brokenness and bleakness and singing hallelujah anyway. How can we do that? Because our Lord still reigns and he is still good. And he still prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Because greater is he that lives in us than he who lives in the world. The heart of celebration is at the very heart of God. While we are called to weep and lament the brokenness and suffering that fills our world, 1 Thessalonians 5.16 calls us to rejoice always. And God loves a great party. The first thing we'll do in the new heaven and new earth is feast at a wedding. When our joy is complete and when we come home at last, another father will be running toward us, our eternal father, and he will have a robe and a ring and an invitation, come and eat. Why? Because you were lost and now you are found. You were dead and now you are alive. There is much to celebrate. Practice. We hope that the practice of celebration will be one you return to again and again. At its heart, celebration gives tangible expression to the joy of the Lord within us. So take a friend, spouse, parent, or child out for a day or night and celebrate them well. Make much of what you choose to fill your time. Make a joy playlist and share it with your community. Look up every instance in Scripture where the word rejoice is written. Spend time picking out several of those verses and meditating on them. Get outside. Enjoy the Lord through his creation. Host or join a group of friends and making a piece of art. 
listen to a piece of music that brings deep joy to your heart, watch a film that makes you laugh a lot, celebrate through taking communion with your spiritual community, and throw a party for your neighbors just because. One of the ways that you can practice celebration with your family or faith community is to take your friends or family on a day of adventure to make memories. Make it a day where you will laugh and smile a lot. More bonus points? Capture the day with photos and videos and go through them all before you go to bed, reliving the day before it is past. R.D. McLennigan provides the following observation on the practice of celebration. One of the most complex parts of the COVID-19 pandemic was the inability of people to be near each other, to be with each other. But even during the darkest days of the pandemic, people sought to cultivate joy and celebration with others, even if it looked different. One of my favorite memories of seeing joy lived out right amid separation, grief, and loss was celebrating our friend Tracy's birthday. While birthday party drive-bys became popular all over the country, Tracy's was the first one I was a part of. Dozens of cars lined up bumper to bumper around the corner from her house. Each car was decked out with balloons and happy birthday letters with streamers and a host of other things to make the vehicles pop. People were wearing hats and playing songs, blaring music as they drove past the house. Everyone was ready to celebrate this person who meant so much to us as best we could. We got the green light to go, and as Tracy and her family stood in their front yard, car after car after car rolled by singing happy birthday. It was a true celebration, if ever there was one. There was so much joy in those moments. Amid a crippling season in our world, dozens of people chose to celebrate someone else as best they could. That morning marked my spirit deeply. And it reminded me again of the healing power of celebration. In the middle of hard, a little band of party animals celebrated with great joy. One of the things that we've done within the book is we've provided a lot of white space. Space to write in the margins and to journal thoughts that you have. At this point, grab a piece of paper or a journal and write down what you've learned what God has revealed, and what you're thinking about. 